All right. Today we are joined by Creighton Blue Jays men's soccer head coach Johnny Torres. First off, congratulations on a great season and making it to the College Cup semifinals. That back and forth match against Syracuse was thrilling to watch. Um, being a St. Louis soccer-based podcast, we wanted to you know chat about your former player Owen O'Malley. Can you yeah. tell us a little tell us a little bit about the type of person he is? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Owen is uh, a great kid, um, a fun kid. Um, he uh, he brought a lot of energy to our group. Um, he brought a lot of competitiveness, which I loved. Um, definitely didn't have to get him up for any training session, any card game, any 5v2 game, any 5 versus 5 game. He was... He was up for the fight, regardless of what the game was. <laughs> yeah, he's ultra competitive. He refuses to to give in. Um, he's just relentless. He's a fighter, and uh, we love that about him. And he brought that to the table every day, and we're going to miss that. It sounds like a great fit for a team that's going to be uh, high energy and high intensity with the kind of Red Bull style system. Absolutely. You gave us, you know, telling us about him as a person, you kind of gave him a little a little bit of taste of uh, this quick scouting report on him as a player. Can you give any more details on that side of things? Yeah, no, you know, he's a, he's a quick study. He's a player that came to us three and a half years ago as a center forward. Uh, he played as a forward for his club team down in North Carolina. Um, but we envisioned him playing as a – outside back um, with a lot of freedom to attack and get forward. Um, and so in that first couple of years, we played him as a, as a right back in a four back system. But more recently um, we switched into a three, four, three where it gave Owen the freedom to play as a wing back. And I thought he was tremendous for us as a wing back. Um, we were able to play him both on the right and the left side. And I thought um, he did very well on both sides. Obviously, it's a different look for him, uh, depending on what side he played on, given that he's right-footed. Uh, he played most of, most of the season as our left wing back. But he is so very dangerous coming inside onto his right foot where he has a wicked shot. Okay, good. There, I mean, there was a lot of talk during the drafts. He was listed as a midfielder, but, you know, City SC's head coach, Bradley Carnell, and Luke Fanelstein, the sporting director, kind of talked about him fitting in as a wingback or a fullback. So that's awesome to hear that he got experience there at Creighton. Absolutely. I mean, it looked like he got minutes right away as a freshman and continuing into his second year, but but the stats didn't seem to really rack up until this year in regards to goals and assists. Was there any change in his approach this year or what do you credit to the big jump in level? Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I, I think obviously he's, he's a very talented player. It took him a little bit to adapt like anything right now. There's a jump between college and MLS and I foresee there'll be an adaption period. Having said that, um, I did, I did think he's a quick study, and so he'll be able to 
come in and adjust and and and, and hold his own in his own right. I think uh, a big jump was attributed to the style of play. Two years ago, um, uh, when he first got here, we I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say we had our, our team identity down pat like we did this last season. I think a big attribution to our success was really having an identity and understanding as a team what, how we wanted to play and how we wanted to defend. And I think that that helped us in turn in making the run that we did. Okay, okay. Are there any underrated aspects of Owen's game that aren't getting enough attention? I mean, you've mentioned the quick study. Maybe that hasn't been talked about enough. Are there any other tidbits of his game? Yeah, no, I think he's got great instinct on both sides of the ball. He's a guy that that helped us tremendously in our repress, uh, which I know is, 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 is a big piece of the game at St. Louis. Um, and it was very, it was very telling in that there were times where he was doing some things uh, before we were teaching certain things about the repress, uh, about um, our shape and where we wanted to be on the field, depending on where the ball's at, whether you're attacking from the left or attacking from the right. Whether you whether you're in possession possession or you're not, uh, I think he's got a great feel for the game, um, which is which is hard to come by. You know, there's a lot of players that are very good players. These players have to be coached. And then there's players mm-hmm. that can be coached but also have an instinct to the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, appreciate all that info on uh, Owen. I'm sure you know St. Louis City fans will come to love him. Uh, just from how you talk about him. But as a, as a St. Louis podcast, I mean, we got to bring up former Chaminade Red Devil, uh, Sean Green on your squad and yeah. ask how he's fitting in and what type of impact he might have in the future. Yeah, no, I think, I think Green, he's fit, fitting in well, um, well respected by his teammates, um, very coachable, um, good in the classroom, which is important. Um, and I think he's, he's fitting in well, you know, he's a hard nosed player. We've utilized them as a six and a double pivot. And I thought he's done very well there. So, um, I'm looking, uh, forward to having him, um, have more of an impact and, uh, find himself on the field and get more minutes. Awesome. We look forward to hopefully seeing him. Yeah. See the pitch. So you had quite the playing career yourself, you know, twice being college player of the year in, you know, a decade, over a decade in professional soccer. What advice would you have for the newly drafted guys in MLS as they enter the league? Yeah, you know, I I, I think back to when I got into the league and I always considered myself um, a pretty confident individual. Uh, but at times, I think I, I let my guard down um, and I second-guessed myself. So my advice for our guys would be, for any new player coming into the league, is believe in your ability, believe in yourself, and understand that you deserve the opportunity that's in front of you. So go out and take it. Nice. That's good advice. And as a coach, uh, I mean, you must wear many hats being a teacher, motivator, recruiter just to name a few, what do you find the most challenging and most rewarding? Um, I'd say the most challenging is 
you know, you mentioned recruiting being one of the hats that we have. Uh, I think the most challenging is being able to project, you know, when you go out and watch these guys play, um, they might be very good on the day and they might be very good at that level that you're seeing them play at. But, you know, you have to, at some point, you have to be able to project and, 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 and see if, if, if these guys that you bring in can, can put out at the level that, that you're wanting to play at. Um, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes you get it right. And many other times you get it wrong, you know, and, and I've been humbled by that. And I, I find that one of the most challenging in my line of work. Uh, for me, the most rewarding thing is making sure that we do all we can to, to help these young men um, grow from, young adolescents to adult. And uh, for me, the most rewarding thing is to see them five, 10, 15 years down the road and see that, you know, they're upstanding citizens and they have their own families and, and, and they're happy and they're successful and they're doing well. Cause even though I'm here as a soccer coach, um, you know, you said it, uh, we do have many hats and I just want to make the impact on these guys' life that my coaches before them made on me, you know, and that's, that's why I do what I do. It's, I love being part of these guys' development and uh, nothing makes me more happy and, 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 and more proud than being able to see these guys years down the road as successful young men with, with their own families. It's a pretty good uh, sales pitch to any uh, future Creighton recruits right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got the recording, so maybe you can share it with me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about how the introduction of the transfer portal has affected your recruiting routine? Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I'm, I'm not on the, on, on the uh, transfer portal myself, to be honest with you. Um, we've used it several times, but um, it's, it's something that I definitely don't lose sleep over. Um, I don't have um, chimes on my cell phone to let me know when, 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 when people have gone into the portal, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I don't like about the portal um, is I think we're setting our young student athletes up for a shortfall um, when they have the ability to go onto the portal without even letting their coaches know or without having a conversation before doing so. And the reason I think that's, that's a little bit of a, of a pitfall for our student athletes is that, you know, as a, as a college coach, I want to try and help and, and, and develop these young men. Um, and so I want to teach them that when, when we get into life and things aren't going our way, it's not always necessarily the correct time to bail or to or to look for greener pastures um Mm. i believe in conversation i believe in dialogue i believe in trying to find a solution um and that doesn't always mean though that you're going to like what you hear uh but i do believe in in an open dialogue and i think there before uh our student athletes think that it's okay to to bail or or, or get on the transfer portal. And at least before the portal, at least before that, the student athlete would have to go into the coach's office and and let them know that they weren't happy. And then in turn, the coach would put them on, 
um, that would give them a permission slip to be able to contact other institutions. I, I just feel that there should be a little bit of responsibility left um, on our student athletes and the coach to be able to have a, a conversation before uh, anybody jumps on the portal. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Well, you guys played St. Louis University this past season. Are the Blue Jays uh, making a trip to St. Louis in 2023 for a rematch? You know, you know, we don't have him on the on the schedule yet, but but we got to get him back on the schedule. Um, you guys have owned us for the last two seasons. Um, he spanked us pretty good two years ago, and last year you guys came to Morrison, and um, although it was a much even, much more even game than in 21. Um, we still came up on the, on the short end of, of things. So, um, you know, I know Kevin and, and the rest of the staff really well, and um, you guys have a quality program and, and, and the Belkins and, um, you know, we had some, some good fights back in my day when we were playing. And um, I hope that we can continue to, to put each other on the schedule. We hope so too. We hope you, Keep coming to St. Louis to look for uh, more talent for your team. I'd love it. I'd love it. All right. Thanks for the time, Coach. We wish you a happy holidays and best of luck to the Blue Jays moving forward. All right, Will. Thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year. Same to you, Coach Torres.